I've I've got some Harvey Z ideas. It's been a you, while since I've tried to make some money. Uh oh, is Big Money Z back? We need is to this get big back money. To big, we need to get back to Big Money Z. Big Money Z has lost a lot of money, so he's kind of like medium money Z, which is what's leading back to uh, Harvey Z's get rich quick schemes. Ah, uh, it's been a long time. Oh, go, okay, hit me. What you got? So this one, it's sort of building on an already existing idea that I don't know why it's not more popular. Uh-huh. But like, you know, there's like sushi. People like sushi. Y- yes. Yes, People that is sushi true. sushi all the time. You're, you're, you're really hurting my heart here. Why? Because I love sushi, but I can't eat it. Why can't you eat sushi? I'm allergic to soy. Soy sauce. Yeah, but they still use soy when they're making sushi. Trust me, I know. Oh, okay, because I'm like, it's raw fish and, like, rice. But yeah, like, is... definitely, it's like, soy sauce is even worse, but, like, even regular sushi has, has some soy in it. Like, okay. it's, it's baked in there. Well, I got something for you, Atma, my friend. Okay. So, you know how sometimes they do the, uh, you put the sushi out on top of, like, a naked person? You've heard of this concept. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it's yeah, I've heard of this. So, like, and you know, strip clubs exist. Oh no! And like, people like nudity. Nudity sells. Nudity makes money, and people like to eat. Not everybody can eat sushi, though. What if we Harvey Z's strip chains? I don't know the name yet. Strip chains, strip stripsterants. We just need to eat more food off of naked people. Is where I'm going with this. And like, there should be multiple types of naked people. You can pick your naked person and your food, and we just serve it to you. And this seems win-win for everybody. It seems like it's win-win for everyone but the naked person. The naked person gets paid. This is capitalism, okay? They, They are paying their way through college. They're paying their way through whatever. And I think it's a win-win. And of course, this is not sexual in any way. Of course not. This is just... Yeah, yeah. This is tasteful <laughs> art. It's gourmet qu- cuisine. Tasteful. I get it. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're not licking it. So, like, I've looked into this. Like, naked people, you don't like touch. Well, you're not supposed to like touch them or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to. You're gonna have well, to have bouncers, we'll have bouncers for your we'll restaurant. We'll have people like looking out for here. We don't want pervs here. This is a classy restaurant joint. Okay. I'm, classy I'm, restaurant. So, like. Does, like, everyone get their own table with a naked person? Like, is this, like, a bar set up? How, how are we doing I this? was thinking more gourmet restaurants and such. Like, perhaps a naked person or two naked people per, like, like as you would have a table, a fine dining experience. And your fine dining experience happens to have a naked person as the table and everything is served on them. And, like, the restaurant okay. waiters and stuff would set everything up and take everything down. All right, so here's where I'm going to start. Uh-huh. This is flawless. I thought this through. There's nothing that can go wrong. There's no, Yeah, obviously, there's no flaws. Okay, so first of all, you've got a real problem with your overhead. Overhead? Because, like, the tables are always are going to be big because you're going to have to have people laying down on them. Ah, I mean, um, like- so that means you, you're going to have to have a decent-sized space to include all this. Now, on top of that, you've got to have enough space for movement for your waiters. And then, like, because this is a classy joint, so you've, you've got, you know, like, the hosts, the, then, the, then the waiters themselves who, like, take your order and bring it out on, and bring the person out, I guess. I don't know. 
Now, I suppose you could like combine costs and like have the waiter also be the person that is served on, but that doesn't quite fit. Then you've also got to pay your chefs. I mean, and if I this is classy, this is, is there going to be like a show? People. Yeah, but see, you're paying all the people involved. You've got all the people who are cooking your good food. Yeah. Because you're not, because like strip clubs, you don't okay, get maybe like not strip crazy club. chefs. Let's, let's not go with strip club. Let's let's well, throw that but out. We, that you, was more for like sensationalism to get like the people in the window and stuff. Let's but instead I mean, say classy restaurant, but I just slap naked people on the tables and that's it. So you, I just had to hire some naked people, but the overhead is what it would take to run a classy restaurant. Right. Okay. But then like, are are the, the waiters and the naked people both working for tips? No, no, no. I feel like you have to pay for your naked. Well, isn't, I would feel like the naked person experience is built into the price and the cost of the food. So we do have to elevate the cost of the food. This is not a like burger joint where you're getting like five ninety nine burgers or something. You're so getting you like can't $20. tip the waiter? I don't think at a fancy restaurant you tip waiters either. You you just have to pay a tip for your whole like a, meal. Like a gratuity is just an in, the gratuity is built in, in. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean that that's fair. But we're going to subsidize. Like, why can you tip cost. the waiter but not the na naked people? Yeah. No. 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 This isn't that type of. This is a gratuity where like a twenty percent or something for like a built-in experience. So like, does it, does this place have a buffet? Is there like a naked person with like salad on them that you can just like walk up to and that's like not take classy. take. I'm just, I'm just wondering, like a salad bar, like that. You, you don't think that's classy? I'm, I'm like going the, for the like very night. You know, I'm going for Michelin stars, baby. Okay, but like, have you not been to like a steakhouse, like Fogo de Chao or whatever? Like they have a really nice salad bar, but then you know the steak, the meat is what comes around. But like, there's also that really nice, you know, you can get the little side stuff to like cleanse your palate. So like. Are you going to do that too? Is there naked people involved with that? Again, again, I'm going the. I want two Michelin stars. I'm not going to settle for one. I want multiple Michelin stars to where I'm basically, this is a restaurant with the, I mean, this doesn't seem like a crazy idea. I feel like if I was a chef pitching this idea to other chefs, they'd be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Like just because I'm Harvey Z, you're like, low classic it and low balling it this is i swear there there has got to be somebody out there going why doesn't this work like why hasn't this been a million how idea? am i low classing it when i mention fogo de chow i don't know fogo de chow is like i mean it's like i'm thinking like a hundred dollars a head entry fee just to get in the door kind of a thing like you got to pay for the restaurant experience of like a, there's table side dinner wines are set out and stuff and it's a pre-fixed meal or something and you got to pay like 150 or something just to like sit down you don't get to pick your food the chef's choice that sort of a thing you know that look classic. look the fogo de chao brazilian steakhouse in philadelphia has five michelin stars i don't think there's anything you can't have five it only goes up to three I don't know. They have probably five. I, they've won I, five I, I'm times. reading the first thing I found online. This sounds um, like Harvey Z wrote that review. <laughs> I've got 10 Michelin stars. <laughs> 10 Michelin stars and a Playboy Playmate of the Year. I'm not trying to judge your classiness level of this. Okay. I'm just like, I feel like you're. it's Harvey Z fashion of like, you've got like the base idea. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of like background things that you're you're not thinking about. Yeah. Like 
like okay I can see give, that. Here, here here's here here's an example you know like how long is the naked person out there? Do they they come out with the appetizers and leave after dessert? Like, is there a naked person per, you know, course? Is so, it only the main course? My initial idea was naked person per table. So in my mind, again, so so like, they don't get a break. They're working. These are hardworking folks who are going to be working for several hours at a time. Uh, well, usually, you know, like, it, it it's lawful for like people. You, you have to give them like. 30 minute lunch break and like two 15 minute work breaks, right? For like working for three hours? I mean, an eight hour shift is. is well, they'll like, get breaks in between meals or course, like in the sense of like a dining experience might be like a two hour preset appetizer to dessert meal. The person will be on the table for those two hours, but then afterwards they can go and take their break and then maybe have a couple breaks or so. And then sure, for like the evening shift, have another table run or such. But All right. Like, okay. Yeah, um, so I'm not it, working it, to like eight hours straight on a table are vaccinations required of course of course okay. we're All not right. again okay. classy we're going for stars baby okay um i mean I, I don't know i just i hate to say it because i don't believe it but like classy people are not going to think this is classy i weirdly think so now have you seen squid games yeah that that's that's, that's a level of like elite rich assholes I don't know if I want to cater to them per se. So you want to, you basically want Jeff Bezos at your restaurant and that's it. Like he's going to come in like once a month. Maybe and, an Elon and Musk. We, no, we don't, I've told you already, we don't accept him. He's not allowed. Okay. So Bezos is cool? I mean, Bezos is objectively also awful, but he's less of an asshole than Elon Musk. Like I would definitely rank Elon Musk as worse than him. Okay. I, I would agree with that too, but that's just purely subjective. I don't know, but sure, sure. Um, maybe we want like the, like, I feel like this is something like, you know, salt guy, right? Or uh, salt bay. Salt bay. Hello everyone. And welcome to make me a game. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I know it's a legitimate thing. Like I, but I this also guy. like I'm looking at the time and like okay. do we want to talk about naked people Harvey Z restaurant for an entire hour. We'll come back to it at the end. Let it marinate. Yeah. Yeah. Let it marinate. Just like what happens if you leave pasta sauce on a person for an hour. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, Atma, and I'm here with Harvey Z in the place to be. It's not like we had a lot to really get to today. Like this, this is a this is going to be a bit of an open-ended episode, so you might be able to sneak this back in somehow. We just need to workshop it. I swear it's a good idea. Okay. Well, I am, I, well, I'm not going to say I'm behind you on this one, but I will, I don't know. Anywho. Mm -hmm. So have you heard about Wiglet? Yes, I have heard about Wiglet. What are your thoughts on Wiglet? It's a single, no, wait, didn't, wait. So there's Doug Trio, which is three of them. Then there's mm -hmm. the Doug guy, Doug. Uh-huh. Diglett. Diglett, yes. So Wiglet, there's already, uh, 
the space is occupied. So you haven't seen Wick Wiggle. I've seen him. He's like the little white tubey guy. Yeah. But I'm like, we already have a space occupying Diglet. Why do we need a Wiglet for a Diglet? Because Wiglet is longer. <sighs> but he's like, he's not as girthy. Yeah, but he's got a flared base. He's got a what? He's got a flared base. I, I, I actually can't tell if you're joking or not. I mean, look at uh, here. I haven't you. studied the Wiglet files. I just I saw mean, a long tubey guy. Yeah, and I'm cool. like, there's already a Diglet. He's he's occupying a space that maybe Yeah, see look, he's got a he got a little flared base at the bottom. I assume that was just dirt. Because now I look at it and I'm like, this is just a dildo. This is a dildo <laughs> that fell on the ground and someone was like, It's a Pokemon to the child that was looking nearby it. Like, what's that? It's a Pokemon, buddy. Yeah, of course it's a Pokemon. This is just a dildo now. Like now I can't unsee it. It's just a dildo. <laughs> See, that's what I was expecting from you. I was going with. with sweet, wholesome content until like I studied this thing. Because at first I was like, oh, it's just coming up out of the earth like a Duglet or a Diglet or a Doug. That yeah. guy. And I mean, that is what it's actually doing. But that art makes it look, yeah. Is it something that uh like evolves into a Diglet? So, I so we don't know. We're, we're unsure like it, 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 like they've sort of marketed it as like a location variant on Diglett. So uh -huh. like it's it's not sure if it's like an evolution of Diglett or if it's just like a replacement. Uh huh. But either way, he he's he's a thing now. He's wiggling. Again, we I don't think anyone asked for this Pokemon. Like there wasn't anybody out there yelling for like more Diglett based Pokemon. Are you sure about that? There's someone yelling out there for every kind of Pokemon. Yeah, and this guy's phallic enough that somebody was looking for it. Yeah. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah. That's been stuck in my head all day, thanks to Wiglet. I'm just, it's a dildo. It's just a dildo. <laughs> um, Dildo-lit? Dig I, I was thinking about it. It was like, dillet, uh, dug-do. Dig-do. He's dig a dig-do. Actually, I, I mean, know. our friends over at like Funkit Toys could probably make this little guy, but I feel like Nintendo would get mad. Somebody's yeah. gonna make it into a penis thing. Wiggly dough. Wiggly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a penis. It's a penis with a face. This is not news. This is just like <laughs> what looks like a penis on Make Me a Gamer. <laughs> the, the, this new segment on Make Me a Gamer every week. This looks like a penis. What do you think, RPC? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. We, we agree. It's a penis. Well, dildo. The flared base. Yeah. Um, okay, so I did want to run by another thing for you. So I this one is legitimately, I want to know your opinion on it. Because it combats something that you always say that you don't like and it makes you not able to play things mm -hmm. so i just sent you a link to a tweet I... and you can you can play the the gif if you want to and, and take a look at it but this is a game it's an fps called hell screen and the main like mechanic and sort of like unique feature of this game is that it has a rear view mirror and so it's an fps yeah that lets you see behind you I, I appreciate that very much, and I see that 
there's a glitch where they freeze, I don't think that's the intent of the game, right? No, no, that's that's one of the enemies. Is like when it when they're in front of you, they move, but if you see the, if you hold them in your the rearview mirror, they stop. So like you want to shoot because you can also shoot behind you. Oh. Uh-huh. So like it, it's like managing like what's both in front of you and behind you. It's supposed to be like one of those sort of like high action frenetic mm-hmm. sort of uh, shooters. So so what are your thoughts on this? Does this is this enough? Would you play this or is this is it still too scary? I I really like the rear view mirror. My worry is then what's to my left and right? <laughs> I still feel like I have to constantly unless that rear view mirror is perfect of where. Like, whatever's on my screen, what's not on my screen is in the rearview mirror at all times. But I feel like I have blind spots. and I mean, you have blind spots better, when you're in a car. Which is exactly why, like, driving, I just constantly want to be turning around. But I'm checking my mirrors. Checking my mirrors, mm-hmm. checking my blind spots. Always, in life, just constantly be turning. I like it, though. I, I'm in favor of this. More games should have little tiny rearview mirrors. Okay. At least more first-person shooters. I feel like I would... I would be more willing to try them out. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I saw that it came across my feed, I think yesterday. And I was like, this looks like something I should show Harvey Z because it feels like it's very much up his alley for like something that might be interesting. The other variation of this that I have thought of or maybe seen is like have your character carry like a mirror around and like maybe Uh you put away your gun and you pull out the mirror so like when you're walking around you can use that to see both sides and then you see someone behind you you quickly turn around pull out your gun and there you go so like maybe it replaces your firearm i'd be perfectly acceptable with that too that that sounds like a neat idea for a horror game or some sort of like building around that mechanic of like you could look behind you or you can be armed but you can't do both i just feel like most gamers would just put away the mirror and like be like eh, i'll treat it like a first person shooter but for me like i i, I think i i think one of the things that you would have to do in that specific sort of style would be to minimize how quickly you can turn around like if there's no advantage to looking behind you like the part of the thing about fps's and everything is that like especially with a mouse you know with mouse keyboard controls you can like swing around and do like a 360 fairly quickly mm-hmm. if you have a high um god what's the dpi sensitivity, sensitivity yeah so like there, there'd have to be some sort of like if your gun is out you turn around slower sort of like built into the system to make it so like using the mirror would be beneficial in some way all this speaks to me though is like twisted metal 2 is the greatest game ever made because in twisted metal 2 while you're driving if you push the select button you can pull up a rear view mirror and just have it on at all times i mean a lot of racing games do that rear view mirror stuff so it's not a surprise true um i'm pretty sure games most most like games where you're piloting a vehicle give you a control to like look behind you in some way. It may not work very well, but they do do that. Okay, well that though that was another main thing I wanted to show you real quick. Um, and before I get to the the main thing that I told you to like be prepared for, I want to rant a little bit about Overwatch Two. 
Ah, I've been I've been seeing some tweets pop over from uh, <laughs> from your side of the world. Yeah, Overwatch Two is just like it is making not a lot of sense to me from both a business perspective and just like a we want this game to be fun perspective. Uh huh. Um, it is launching October fourth, so it's launching a week from when we're talking about it right now, and we'll probably be out by the time this podcast is actually getting to your your ear holes. Mm. Um, so we'll see how like the actual launch goes, and I'll report back on it. But like, they've gone from a sixty dollar game. Overwatch was a paid sixty dollar game where you got all characters and maps were free. Like that was the the main conceit of the game is that like you buy the game once, there isn't going to be like DLCs or expansions or like having to pay for your characters because it's a hero shooter. You're going to get all the heroes regardless. Like that's what they that's what Overwatch was and that's yeah. what it was built on. High cost up front, all the paying stuff is for cosmetic stuff later. Exactly. And then the first thing they announced about Overwatch 2 was that it was going to be going free to play, which fine. A lot of people thought that was a good move considering the landscape of gaming right now and how Overwatch is sort of like lost a a lot of its, you know, like hold on the, the that sort of community with like the shooters and everything, because like after Overwatch, things like Apex Legends and Valorant and other odds and ends like rainbow six siege got a lot of upgrades so like there's a lot of like competition for this sort of like team hero-y shooter type game in this you know landscape and a lot of them are free to play fortnite yeah all the ones i listed i think except for rainbow six siege are free to play and so going free to play fine good decision then they announced that there would be a battle pass and that also like people are not as happy about that, but also makes sense from a current gaming landscape perspective. You know, Fortnite started the battle pass trend and now pretty much every game that's free to play uses the battle pass as its monetization Basically, I, I think I've explained it before because you asked about season passes versus mm-hmm. battle passes. But, you know, like every season of a free to play game. So anywhere from like two to three months usually is how long a season lasts. You can buy a battle pass usually for like 10 to 20 bucks. And you still have to play the game and you earn everything in the battle pass for how much you've played. So like you gain experience from playing. And so you can then also pay more money to unlock more tiers in the battle pass after you've purchased it to begin with, which is again, how they get people because you know, if people don't have time to play all the levels of the battle pass, they just fork over whatever amount they need to get the last guy. Like a lot of people were forking over money to Fortnite because Darth Vader was the very last Thing you could obtain in the most recent uh fortnite battle pass and everyone wanted darth vader so a lot of people forked over money if they didn't get to it by the end and so that's how unfortunately the gaming landscape is and so overwatch 2 said they were going to do that people kind of expected it but was kind of like that sucks and then recently they came out with the news that heroes are going to be 
locked by the Battle Pass. So mm-hmm. when Overwatch 2 launches next week, there's going to be two new heroes. Now, it's been fucking two and a half years since the last new hero was released for regular Overwatch. So in two and a half years, we have gotten zero new maps and zero new heroes. And during that time, they've managed to put together two heroes that people will get automatically from Overwatch 2. And then a third one is locked behind the battle pass for the first season. Now, it's not all bad if you're an over if you've played Overwatch 1 and already have Overwatch 1, you get that third character for free. You don't have to unlock them with the battle pass. But moving forward, all other characters that are newly introduced are going to be in a battle pass. So you're going to have to pay money to get every new character. How many we don't know though how many characters there are. Well, no, that's the whole point of uh, Overwatch, like, was ju- would just add a new character every three months. Like, that was the schedule. It would be, like, character map, character mm-hmm. map. And so that's what's going to happen is every other season, according to the developers, Overwatch 2 is going to have a hero in the battle pass. So, like, every, say, f- six months you're going... Not six months. They said each battle pass will be two months long. So you'll go... Basically, every three, two to three months-ish, it seems like you'll, we'll be getting a new hero, which is about what they were releasing for Overwatch. But now it's locked behind a battle pass. So regardless, you're going to have to either cough up money or play a lot to get to these heroes, which is against what Overwatch was to begin with. Because, you know, now you, if you don't want to pay or, or, and don't play very often or whatever you don't just have access to the new hero anymore you you're stuck and so you can't switch to the new hero if it's good which is what overwatch was built on and overwatch cares about things like the meta and so yeah exactly if the meta involves a new hero you've got to pay up for it exactly and then on top of that they've made they've already made it so battle passes certain battle passes are worth more than others so the way Valorant does it, which is, I think, the best way, is there's there are character passes that you can unlock with experience um, that work separately from, like, the overall battle pass. The battle pass itself is all cosmetics. And then the same experience you're learning for the battle pass, you can apply to a character you don't have yet. And that works good for Valorant, partially because, like, you don't know what the other team is going to have. Like you choose your characters and you can talk with your team ahead of time and set up your lineup with all the characters that you have, you know, and so like not having one or two characters isn't going to put your team at a disadvantage. But in Overwatch, the whole thing is, you know, you choose your characters, but then you can switch to try and counter what the other team is playing mid-match. And... If you don't have the characters that work good, you're shit out of luck now. And that's like putting you at a disadvantage. Like it's literally making the gameplay experience worse for some people. The only way I can see countering that would be like nerfing the new characters in some way so that they're basically reskins of old characters. But that then that makes the new characters not fun and yeah. not interesting. It feels like to me Blizzard is like, we need a battle pass but didn't think about the ramifications or like plan this out in a way that made sense with Overwatch. Like it, it feels awful. 
And then on top of that, I'm not done yet. Apparently, for people who have never played Overwatch, which, okay, you know, a lot of people have already ha played Overwatch and, like, they're hoping to bring people who used to play it back, mm -hmm. and I get that. But there are probably new people who have never touched Overwatch who are going to touch it now because it's free, free to play. But apparently... New players, completely new players, aren't even going to have all the heroes that are currently unlocked, unlocked. Like, they're going to have to play through some, I think the, the article said, uh, around 100 matches to unlock all the new characters. All the characters that are already there, not even the new ones. And so, they're, they're calling it like a, a learning experience so they can like get used to the game, which like in a bubble sounds fine. But if they're in a, if you put those same people in a match with people who have unlocked every character, that's bad. Again, I'm thinking like solutions. Would they just have multiple servers, like a beginner server and a medium server or something? Maybe, but like it'd be it'd be weird because like you know people are going to be at all different levels, and if you're like unlocking a new hero every like five matches or something, is going to get to keep track and only put people who have played six matches with other people who have played six matches. Like, how long is that matchmaking going to take? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense, and like that's the problem with the Overwatch to like marketing and lead up. Like they have just released all this information in like the worst way possible and haven't really clarified anything and it just sounds bad everything they announce like it's not it's like anti-hype and yeah like i you know me i i like i still watch overwatch league i <laughs> like overwatch a lot i want to root for overwatch 2 success but like everything they've done about this game is just like not overwatch it sounds Overwatch was brilliant because it was its own thing in like a landscape of stuff that was way too samey and not fun anymore and people were looking for something different. And Overwatch 2 is basically, you know, the executive bureaucracy sort of sanitized this is what everyone else is doing so we need to copy them to make our game relevant. And, like, there are zero risks in this game. Everything in this game is monetization and making it worse for people to play and making it more like every other game that's in the market right now. And that's not appetizing. It's not appealing. We don't want to play the games that we're already playing. Anyway, that's my soapbox. Do you feel like Overwatch 2 will be... A success still, or do you think it's going to show up with sales and stuff next week? I think a lot of people are going to try it because they want to feel something again. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I think there's a lot of Overwatch fans who want Overwatch 2 to be good. And so I think people are going to try it that first week. But I don't think it's going to, like, hang around the way... Overwatch originally did like I think the people who still play it and stream it and whatnot who are still like stuck with the game in Overwatch are probably going to come over to Overwatch 2 because they have to uh, because oh that's right they're killing Overwatch completely you're only going to be able to play Overwatch 2 from now on once it releases what another great decision wait so if you own the first game well you automatically qualify for the second and it's free to play but like you can't you play, can't play Overwatch way. anymore. Six six V6 Overwatch is just going to be gone on October 4th. Okay. Like the, the and that's the stupid 
it's the stupid decision they made of like everyone who has played Overwatch it will automatically get Overwatch 2. They said this was going to be an upgrade or whatever and it's really dumb. It's really really dumb and they they backed themselves into a corner with how they approached this from the beginning. But like there's enough big changes here that like people are going to want to play regular Overwatch probably cuz there's a difference. And it sucks. It really does. Uh, I can imagine like they will do something similar to how they re-released classic World of Warcraft a while back because, you know, like the MMO got so many updates and everything that it didn't look like the original game and people wanted the original, original game. So like I can imagine in like a couple years or maybe even sooner, depending on how badly Overwatch 2 flops, that they might release an Overwatch classic that has like original characters and like original maps and like balances and that sort of thing for people who want to go back to that. It wouldn't surprise me at all. That that sort of makes me internally wince. I mean, yeah. Because, like, my poop game that I play does that. It's gotten so big and bloated with all these characters that every so often they'll have, like, classic mode where you can only play with the original game parts and stuff for the people who enjoy it. Anyway, that was my rant. Uh, Nice, fun, you know, exciting, funny yelling, me yelling about Overwatch for 15 minutes, I'm sure. It didn't end with a fuck Bobby Kotick, though. I was surprised, but he's out. I mean, Bobby Kotick is already kind of fucked. So, like... Yeah, fuck Bobby Kotick. That that's you know it's it's good. I, you, thanks for reminding me. I'll I'll get I'll get it in there. It, it's it's important. There, there's going to be a lot of fuck Bobby Kotick, depending on what happens after the Microsoft Activision deal is fully closed and if he's kicked out or not. Because uh, you know we'll we'll yeah. see. Well, I'm saving up for that. You know, okay. like it's it's going to be a big deal. Okay, so. Here's the for the last like 20 minutes or so, we're going to do a little sort of a free form episode. I wanted to get inside your head, get inside my head and just like really let the creative juices flow. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's like a two person so, drum circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we're 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 getting we're getting in touch with like the air and the earth. And we're just gonna gonna let it into our bodies and see what comes out. So in 2018, Disney announced Disney Plus. Yes. In 2019, Apple announced Apple TV Plus. Yes. And I think 2020, maybe 2021, CBS changed CBS All Access to Paramount Plus. And now Today, I discovered that Epics is rebranding as MGM Plus. Which so place? plus MGM. Or which, what's turning into it? Epics. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's a channel. Okay. I think it's a TV channel. It might even be a, like a TV channel slash streaming thing. Anyway, yeah. point is they're, they're switching their branding to MGM Plus. Plus is sweeping the nation. Plus is the way you want to be branded. So... Harvey Z. Yes. Make me a gamer plus. What are we going to do? So I've thought about this in a different context. I mean, I've always thought about, you know, we had ideas like this in the past. We had our matron idea 
Mm-hmm. Um, we had, we never did, but in my mind, there wasn't only games or only makers idea in my head. <laughs> um, so now we're going make me a gamer plus. Yeah, make me a gamer plus. We've got to do the rebranding. We've got to strike while it's hot. You know, everything is plus right now. Okay, because so the plus services just seem to be streaming, right? But the thing is, like, they don't. I guess Disney does have the Disney Channel, and but like Paramount, there isn't like a Paramount Channel. It's it, it's CBS Plus, really, because it's mm-hmm. CBS's streaming service. But yeah, they do tend to be the streaming, but they just add the plus on the end. Okay. And I already like it because you got to pay for the plus. So this, mm-hmm. we would, of course, give you the free to listen version. Of course, it's always free, but the plus gives you a little extra if you throw a couple coins our way. I assume. Exactly. This is the premium content. So yes. what what do we give them? What's the premium that we can give them? So we're not going to record more and do more work for these people. Like <laughs> we shouldn't do that at all. Like what is the perks of that? We got to figure out a way to monetize this with doing as little work as possible perhaps we do a oh it's free to listen oh this is the twitch strategy free to listen on like you can listen to an episode two weeks back but if you have plus you'll get the latest and greatest right then and there when it's released hot and fresh one week later (laughs) i feel like what does that have to do with twitch so Twitch, so Critical Role does this. If you have, if you subscribe to Critical Role or Twitch, you can watch the D and D podcast either live on like Thursday night or like over that time. Otherwise, you have to wait till it's released on YouTube on Monday. So if you want the latest and greatest, or you don't want to be spoiled, you need to be a Twitch subscriber in or subscribing to I'm, their channel to listen to it for those three. I don't days. think you need to subscribe. I think you can just watch it on Twitch. So they release it on Twitch, but they keep it private till Monday. So they delay it by three days only for the premium people to have up front. But like, I, I don't think you actually need to like subscribe to them on Twitch is what I'm saying. Like if you just like load up Twitch when they're airing it, like it's like it's basically like a live broadcast versus like the rerun. Like, OK, but they, their live broadcast, unfortunately, is like at midnight for me because it's a West Coast show. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. So I like, I'm just it. saying yeah. you don't need to pay anything extra for this. Like, it's just like either you watch it on Twitch or you just wait a couple days and then watch it on YouTube. Like, it's it's not like you're paying for some sort of early release. Well, you're paying for if you want to see the rebroadcast episodes before Monday. Like, I don't like sometimes I'll wait till Mondays to watch the shows. But if I hear something as amazing has happened, I want to see it Saturday or Sunday. I want to see it sooner, but I can't do it on YouTube and Twitch won't let me do it unless I'm a subscriber. Yes. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. So So the subscribers can rewatch the episodes or whatnot. Got it. Okay. That, okay. I see it now. So what we could do for our premium or plus content Perhaps they could listen to us live even, or like when we broadcast, they get the live unfiltered, uncut broadcast, and then the regular freebie people get it like a week later. So you want to do this live is what you're saying. You no, want, we you do want what to... we do right now, but we keep all the sausage in there. And so it's, we can even say it's the extra sausage. We can name it like pizza toppings so or something. They're getting a fundamentally worse version <laughs> if they pay. It's pay unedited, us. uncensored. <laughs> we'll call it that way. We'll make it edgy and cool. But in fact, yeah, it's just more shitty sausage for them. You have any idea how lazy that would make me? I like, feel like this would make us so much money, though, because this is the Activision way. 
uninspired. <laughs> I, I, you have to understand. Like, can you imagine if I just like slap your audio recording next to mine and then like don't edit it at all? Do you know how many ums and uhs they're going to hear for paying extra money? Like, again, these are like super fans that so we can give them fancy titles too. We could call them like our premium best buddies or something, or the the like the. I don't know the salt of the earth, the the best people. Really, really, that's what we're gonna call the best. Make me a gamer. People is the salt of the earth because they'll be left salty after they see what their content they get is. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like okay, Harvey. All right, okay. I'm like motioning to to bring you closer. Like I would be leaning forward, like if we were still across the table from each other. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I want you to hear this. I want you to look into my eyes. We are not conning our listeners. I mean, isn't that just what Plus is? I thought that's what you're going for here. No. We actually care about them? Yes. I mean, yes. Like, I get that Disney Plus and HBO Max Plus and Discovery Plus and Apple Plus, but they're not us. We care about our listeners. Uh And so we want to give this Plus premium content for like that's good content we we're not the cash grabs we're not the obi-wans we're not moon knight we're we're the good stuff okay i'll just quickly then you see me pushing away all these like i'll push away the nfz's that i had planned for our premium people we'll we'll put (laughs) that in the closet god nfz's i mean it's right there it's right there again these it would only be for our most premium beloveds of subscribers okay uh-huh. okay different strategy fine we're gonna we're gonna be nice to the people who pay us what if instead then we go the other route the disney plus route we buy up other podcasts we use the money that we get from our plus people and we just buy out other podcasts and we become a channel so that make me a gamer plus is like three or four shows we do our main show and then the rest of the time, they get other content that we're just paying for, but they don't know how much, and we pyramid scheme the way down. Okay, you 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 had me up until you started saying pyramid scheme again, Harvey Z. This is not a con. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm arguing I mean, you're with only the person working, when you're working with Harvey Z. Like you're gonna get one type of a thing, which is we gotta get ours before they get theirs. <laughs> But they could get theirs too if they paid. Okay. Up front. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But I, I like what you're going with here. I, okay. I feel like so I want to build on this because like make me a gamer plus. Mm-hmm. We've got this idea of of like growing and making it so it's like a channel network instead of just one podcast. Yeah. And on top of that, that means it it goes in line with your philosophy of we don't have to do more work. Because we're bringing in other podcasts that are still going to do their work, but this just got to benefit us a little more because like all the, everyone, like these communities are interconnected now and like, Mm -hmm. they'll be like, oh yeah, I was guest on Make Me a Gamer. Like we can bring somebody else in from another podcast and we can go on their podcast. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is the right step. But here's the problem. Why are we the plus? I, I love our listeners. I really do. And I love that we're, we've managed to hit, you know, a higher level. Like we, we can get to double digits regularly on <laughs> our podcast episodes. 
when we didn't get that when we were on WordPress, believe me, like Anchor has helped a bunch and also you and and Rogue Z has probably helped a bunch too. But why are we the plus? Because if we if we bring in, I, I don't mind bringing in small podcasts. I really mm-hmm. don't. Like I like a small community. It's easier to reach out and, you know, like, you know, really oh. get to know the community. Like I don't, I don't. Critical role is a is it's it's a little too much for me. I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, yeah, we're not going that big yet. We're gonna we're gonna go for triple digits right now. We're gonna go from mm-hmm. our dozens and dozens of fans to like maybe a couple hundred fans. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We'll start that's, small. So we, that's a that's a good that's a good goal. But then why are we the plus? What do we bring to the table that makes us the plus and not us being absorbed by someone else into our their network? So if it was easy. Everybody would be doing that. And this is where we turn to the cameras of like all the millions and millions of podcasts out there. And yeah, we're doing this because totally nobody else does podcasts. Um, It's not a bloated medium at all. But (laughs) the idea of creating channels, though, not everybody does that because there's other small podcasts, as you said. So we combine our efforts of our like dozens and dozens because I think the key to growing is like consistency. And so if people know like, hey, every Monday there's going to be a thing, or hey, every Tuesday and Thursday there's going to be a thing, they're going to tune in and they might check out the other thing too. So that's why we start off with the small people. We're not going for the big names and we're not going for that stuff yet. We find an equivalent dozens podcast and we double up. And maybe our listeners like their stuff, their listeners like our stuff. We could even stick with the gaming theme or such. We could have spinoffs. We have a cast of characters we could give them shows like we can I, give like slim vims little vignettes by slim slim vims snap was, into a slim vim yeah a vin <laughs> a vignette or like sim talk with sim or with slim because that's all he fucking plays like oh he doesn't all always play that. i feel like he's very very good at this though and it's like it would be a very odd but it would be niche for like those five people but it's under our network and so those five then are subscribing to the plus to get that okay. plus their regular stuff you know right. this is... like, I, I i like this idea i okay. like about having like like different like side projects and sort of but remember now the thing you put out mm-hmm. and i know this doesn't apply to you but it does apply to me is that we're not doing more work and what you're saying and what i'm hearing is Ooh. that i'm gonna have to edit a fuck ton more shit and that's not happening I was thinking those guys would edit their own shit. Mm. Really? You think Slim is going to edit his own podcast? Okay, Slim, that's why Slim Vins. He gets like 10 minutes or something. So it would make <laughs> it easier. Like, But other podcasts would hopefully submit their finished products to us. And then we we are basically like the Etsy of podcasts. We will show it and display it for other people. To our the dozens Etsy of The Etsy of podcasts. <laughs> that, that is a tagline right there. <laughs> Oh Make my God! <laughs> the Etsy of podcasts. I mean, that's but that's what I'm going for. Is you know, we we combine we, we like divided. We are small or something, and united we are. I don't know. Put some motivational shit in there. But like that's DYI. Yes, DYI. And then the other next step then is now we have this little like small communities of like. 10 20 fans we need to combine them into a space we give them like message boards and shit 
We give them a space where they're creating the content then for us. And then we could have shows where we're like, hey, did you see that thing that happened on the message boards? Or, hey, there was this interesting You, you mean the Make Me a Gamer Discord that you can join right now if you click on the link in the description of this podcast episode? We need to put it behind a paywall so it's exclusive shit. The Discord that you have to pay to enter now? Uh, sorry, my bad. Yes, yes. We make it so that they have to pay for it. The people who currently have it can get the new version. But the new people, they have so, to grind into it. That So that's a, that's a thing that like Twitch is decent for. Twitch has a way where like streamers can have their own like streamer discords. But like you have to be a sub to get access to the discord. Mm-hmm. So like that that is something that is uh, manageable. So like if we combine this. All right. So let's let's we're 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 talking big picture here. Yeah. If we if we move platforms a little bit and like expand to Twitch, we can do the thing where we record live on a Twitch stream in addition to, you know, our usual stuff like Critical Role. Wait a um, second. This feels like a trap now. Are we are we trying to move to Twitch? I no okay. like so okay. like Twitch for the live broadcast. Yeah. And then, of course, we can do things like Harvey Z plays a game where he can't look behind him. You know, like these yeah. special things where, like, we go live on Twitch with, like, Harvey Z yelling for 20 minutes because he can't figure out how to make a game work on his Mac. You know. <laughs> yeah, that, that premium content that these people want. We add into it the plus then. This is pulling out, like, a move from maybe some patreons and stuff but like so if you pay for those premium things perhaps you could vote for a game to for us to discuss review or play and like if you're a premium member you could have access to like telling us what you'd like to see and such so now we have fan interaction there's a there's a reason for you to pay up if you really want us to play like bus driver simulator 3000 or something it could work all right i feel like we're getting a solid idea here yeah like this is Harvey Z only shit solid gold, baby. <laughs> Why do you have to phrase it like that? <laughs> Big Buddy Z is slowly coming out. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're bringing him back. He's he's thinking about making money off of this. I like this. You're motivating me. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we can do things we... where like fantasy baseball or fantasy football with our like little Discordy people or our, our plus members. They get access yeah, to like... us. Then this is how. We and then do you'll it. drop out like and not pay attention. If you pay me, it becomes a job. <laughs> a job is different than giving this to them for free. These little peons are nobodies, but they pay. Now they're beloveds. Harvey Z's beloveds. I would never do them wrong. Okay. All right. Is that what you're going to call the people who work at your strip sushi restaurant? Your I was beloveds? thinking about. I, I'm I'm thinking about the strips. So again, like now, I'm thinking more Salt Bay model, where Salt Bay is basically he's an influencer and he just makes little like YouTube clips. He has a restaurant. Right. I'm sure. Here, it's here's the deal. Like, straight straight up, you can you can continue, but I'm just going to say right now, we are not going to be influencers. Like that is a hard stop. I mean. At no. some point, what if we have thousands no. of fans, millions? No. no. We look, take look. over the world somehow. Harvey Z is an entity, a mystery. Harvey Z is like the monster in a horror movie. Once you see it, it loses its magic. How can you be an influencer if you don't have Instagram, if you don't have YouTube, if you aren't putting Harvey's face out there? I'm, I'm thinking on that one. I'm like... 
I'm like, who else could fit that mold of like where you don't see them, but they are some, the mass magician revealing secrets? I, I mean, unless you think you can be Daft Punk, like both of them. I'm like the masked podcaster. It could like it, I mean, I guess it can be done. Like you can get like a your design your own like sort of dead mouse, you know, helmet. I or would something. love that actually. Give me a dead mouse helmet with like microphones inside and stuff. Maybe a screen. Holy shit, that's awesome. Daft Z. <laughs> and a new hero is born. I I love it. I love it. I I mean, that would be the greatest. If I could just wear like a Daft Puck helmet, we could take this show on the road. And like, I don't really know any music and shit. It's, I was like, oh, and I could throw like a little disco rave concert. But again, by just me saying disco rave concert, that's the <laughs> level of like EDM quality that you're getting from the Z. E-Z-M. E-Z-M. See, Harvey Z is all about the marketing. Wait, but if I'm... If I'm that, I just pay someone to look like me in the helmet, and then I have like a music Z, I have like a thoughtful Z, I have like just multiple people who wear the helmets, and you don't know which Z you're getting, but they're qualified to do whatever you hired them to do. I love this. We just need to make a lot of money first so that I can start hiring people. (laughs) Yeah, so we just need to, I I think this all comes back to we got to start playing the lottery a little more. And uh, once we hit that $100 million victory, we can uh, start all this franchising that we're so, we've got the ideas for. I mean, I'm an idea man, baby. I mean, that's why, like, the other podcasts and stuff want to join us so they get access to the Harvey Z ideas to, like, make them big time. Gosh. I mean, you know, I think that's our problem is that both of us are the idea people. Like, we both have great ideas, but then neither of us knows how to execute. <laughs> We're both lazy. <laughs> like, I have all these great ideas, and I'm going to, after this podcast, I'm going to go sit and play Elden Ring inst- for, like, the hundredth time instead of, I mean, I'm going to go doing try, something. Like- I'm going to go try horseradish on more foods. I mean, that's the exact, that's the stuff that the premium people would know how ordinary we actually are. <laughs> we, we kill the mystery behind the curtain. You mean, you mean horseradish Z isn't one of your big personalities? It'd be horse Z. Horsey? Horse Z. Actually, Arby's already has a horsey sauce. So fuck them. Cause again, that's the next way to go into this is we monetize our brand and so people pay for like Harvey Z and Atma products. Again, the influencer route seems so alluring. It's like, if we could just do that. Although there's been a lot of news on that lately. We don't have to go into it. You were talking about it last week. You alluded to like weird like drama and stuff. My world mm-hmm. has suddenly been hit with internet drama and such as well. Are, are you talking about the, the Try Guys? Yeah, disappointed, but parasocial relationships and stuff was my opener besides naked people. But I chose to go with naked people restaurant rather than a contemplative discussion on like parasocial relationships and like Ned Fulmer and the brand and such of like. I, I, I appreciate that. I think I think sushi was a better opener. I had you actually listened to them before that broke. I mean, they're one of my favorite like groups. I've been following them since the BuzzFeed days for like, oh, like oh, I've okay. been following I've never them heard from, of them. I love them. Back on BuzzFeed, they were the people I would watch when it was like, watch them eat French foods or watch them try stuff. Like before they broke off and then they broke off and then they have their company. They did their show. I've been huge fans of the Try Guys 
from like the beginning pre like them separating off see i never watched or looked at buzzfeed because i always thought it was like generally trash i mean um, the, the try guys pre all of this were very wholesome in a as we had talked about in the past like the mcelroy sort of creating this wholesome brand of like oh this is what non-toxic masculinity can look like and like but the problem is when if you make that your brand of non-toxic masculinity and then a scandal hits it totally crushes your brand completely yeah i am when kind you of make worried. that your brand and like your relationship and like that sort of i think that's just the problem with the people who make their life part of the brand so i mean like, like it is harvey and atma our lives are not part of our brand but when you're like doing constant videos with your wife and like all the th the things you do are about like your life and like bringing people in it adds to that sense of betrayal when something like this happens which is why it's like yeah because background like a two minute not even two minutes like a three-line background kind of a thing so try guys group of four guys who basically try different things was their initial like premise of their show and such they created their own brand and identity on youtube became huge and like ned fulmer was recently caught he called it actually when he apologized he didn't apologize but it's a new buzzword phrase he had a consensual business relationship which is a very weird way of saying he basically slept with an employee Mm -hmm. but like it was consensual but it was a business relationship but his identity on the try guys was he was the wholesome he loved his wife he's the guy where the joke would be my wife how often does he say my wife and he has like three kids now and stuff and like so that's his brand the other person was like oh he's the goofy comedian who ended up making a hot sauce and the other one was a person who suffers from chronic pain but has a huge dick um and like these are their identities they're goofy fun things in a fun way but the guy who is the, I'm the wholesome, I love my wife, my wife comes first. Oh, and you are caught then having an affair. Where do you go from that? Like, and their whole identity. They had food network, like, they were motivations, to be honest. Like, a lot of Harvey Z's branding ideas and stuff do come from, like, they have, like, TV shows with food network now. Because they were doing goofy cooking shows on their channel before it became something like a TV network actually picked up. And like is airing over the like the summer and in the fall, they have episodes in the can that are going to be released and like they've just come to a halt. Like normally they do daily videos or every other day videos and stuff. And now they're like, we're going to put one video out a week for October because those are pre-made. But it's like, do they make more and stuff? And it's like, oh, and yeah, so I am actually closely following that. And hence the my thoughts on like parasocial relationships, because I was like a lot of people were they were bummed out and they took it personally, which got weird and awkward. And that like, yeah, I, that's that's yeah. where you've gone too far is like these people aren't your friends. And as much as like that sort of image that goes around where it's like me and the podcast I listen to every week and it's like a person laughing with like three people on like a poster you know and and like mm -hmm. it feels like you're a part of this group especially because you like you can easily follow people on Twitter or you know feel like you're interacting with them in a way through like patreon or just their content is like hey we're all friends you and the listeners and like yeah, anyway, it, it's it's bad, and parasocial is bad. But you guys, 
the listeners to us, we're your friends and we love you. Yes, our beloveds. <laughs> All right. I think that is where we'll end this. This was a good podcast. We once again had a lot of ideas and we'll see which ones actually work out. Uh, where can they find you, Harvey Z, if they want to give you some money for your sushi strip restaurant? We're not going to get into it, but yes, uh, send me monies always. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at make me a, is it make me a Harvey Z? Yeah, it's make me a Harvey Z. How is the Z is silent doing? I kind of want to check I, up I mean, on. that, I think it's the rapper still who took over that one. I haven't checked on them because uh, Harvey Z doesn't look back. Except he always does. <laughs> uh, oh, he has a wrestling show Mondays at 6 p.m. I don't a, know. A this wrestling? new Z sounds like like the Zs could get together. This could be could be one of our friends. This could be a network right here. Bring the Z is silent back into the fold. And then we, we just need a Daft Punk helmet for him. Yeah, because you don't know which Z you're getting. Mm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Atma underscore Phoenix. You can find our podcast at Make Me a Podcast. Uh, you can always email us at makemeagamerpodcast at gmail.com. And as I said earlier, there is a Discord which is currently free for you to join in the description below if you would like to join us. A little more people joining would make the activities in that Discord a little more uh, active. I guess you could say. I'd love to to talk with people about our episodes. If you're a person who has listened to this episode and are in the Discord already or want to start up a conversation, please let us know. Add something in there so there's a little bit of, of spice. Like, I, I want to hear your thoughts on Harvey Z's Sushi. I want to hear your thoughts on Make Me a Gamer Plus. I want to hear your thoughts on Overwatch 2. Like and it, I, I do legitimately not in a parasocial way. Really, just I, I'd like to talk to people. I'm so lonely. Harvey Z, take us out. I, I that went all over place, folks. I will say, <laughs> I was like, oh yes, yes, take it. No, oh, ooh, okay. I'm a, uh, we, maybe we need to like hang out more. So, okay there's a thing showing sometime in october i mean the thing i'm sure there's a thing showing I was somewhere about to, in october. Yeah, there's there's nothing the we should check out the thing or something and like hang out then rather than uh, uh okay you look, to you're beloved. taking this a little too seriously that was okay supposed to be okay a joke. i got worried it there. was supposed to be a joke <laughs> it got too parasocial there <laughs> i parasocialed my own host <laughs> oh anyway Back to see, I was gonna end this with like more naked. I was surprised with the naked thing that you focused on the sushi aspect and not on what the fuck am I serving then on top of my naked people? Because I, I I assume sushi. No, that was the whole point. Not sushi. Sushi is overrated. We put other things on naked people. That's the whole point of the Harvey Z experience. You can eat other shit instead. That you really you realize that you have like very limited options, right? No, the sky yes. is the limit. Okay, so how are you going to protect them from overheating or being too cold? They're I, naked. They can't be wearing anything. Yeah, I was just so like you so, can't like sushi is one of the perfect things is because it it's a room temperature thing that you serve. 
Like you can't serve fresh, hot, you know, steaks or quesadillas or See, whatever I was go fancy like, thing you want. Honestly, to, to... I was thinking of like barbecue ribs tastefully arranged over their ribs and such. Uh, it's to... very messy and also still hot. Yeah, I, I didn't think that part through. We got so focused on the nudity and the like employment wages and everything that we forgot about the food. So like here we are talking about like, oh, we want to make sure they get fair wages and tipping while I'm slathering them up in barbecue sauce and ribs and just sending them out there with like chorizo and stuff like hanging out. I mean, huh. that shows we care about our employees, though. Like, so that's, we know at that, least they're well paid. The ocean. We're going to harm them with food that's too hot for them. At the very least, they're being compensated for. Like here, I was like, we could put pizzas and burgers on them, but with classy pizzas and burgers. It's still hot. Like all these there's things a bun are still underneath. coming so fresh like out the, of the oven. See, that's where I was like, the bun. The bun will be the heat absorber. For like the burgers and such. Okay, the burger I might see, but like pizza, you you can hold pizza comes out too hot. Like you know you can't hold on to pizzas. You you sometimes you'll grab yeah, it and be yeah. like ah ah ah. Cold pizza and we make this like a college dorm like throwback, but then it can't be classy. I'm Fancy, classy. They remember this? How I many know. Michelin stars are, is cold pizza gonna get? And like leftover Chinese food or something, but like. <laughs> Jesus. Like reheated, maybe that's the name. Reheated, no, reheated though. And like we serve cold leftovers on naked people though, and because it's naked, it's worth more. Hmm. Again, at least they're paid fairly. But it's classy college dorms. You broke me. I'm sorry. That's that's. <laughs> might be why like the, i was like why aren't those michelin chefs doing this the classy college dorm food throwback to get that michelin star <laughs> just hide the food under naked people and just call it rustic <laughs>